2: Here comes Corey Heim, rookie driver out of Marietta, Georgia. First career win of the National Camping World Truck Series, and it happens at Atlanta. Let's go!
0: Awesome! Ryan Singh looking for his first career
2: victory. Second place now, diving to the inside is Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs to the race lead off turn number one! Ty Gibbs wins at Atlanta and wins for the second time in 2022. Are you kidding me? Let's go! Yeah!
3: we found here in the Circle City. Kurt Busch, the 45, this time Mackinac goes to the inside. Jet Lawrence slingshots around the outside. Does he have the prize? Jet Lawrence will take the checkers in Indy. This is the 450 main event. Oh, takes Anderson it down. down! Oh, Here we go! Eli Tomac on the throttle. Gets the pass. A little drama on top, but in the end, it is Eli Tomac that dominates in Indy.
0: Fireworks going off at Sebring International Raceway. Coming out of the final corner, Earl Bamber is going to win the Sebring. 12 hours for Chip Ganassi. Disappointment at Daytona, Corvette wins at Sebring. Wow, that is making a statement right there.
2: The red light comes on and we are underway here. Miguel is the man in Mandalika in our first Indonesian Grand Prix in a quarter of a century. A brilliant podium. Charles Leclerc wins the Bahrain Grand Prix
0: and it is a 1-2 finish for Ferrari. Here comes Joseph Newgarden on our side. Newgarden on the clock It's
4: going
0: to be a drag race. Newgarden has done it. Wins on the final lap. You're the man. How about you are the that? Man. That epitomizes it. Is not over until it's over. We've never seen this before. Fans are ready, and we're ready for a start
2: at Atlanta Motor Speedway. William Byron will hang on and win at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Dramatic fashion. They're crashing behind him. The- Hell yeah, boys.
5: Awesome. Awesome. Freaking driving. Great spot. Great team. Lots of
2: changes. Stayed up late last night. Love you guys. Woo! Oh, that's fun.
3: Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. A monster weekend last weekend of motorsports across the globe, across the series. It was a great weekend of motorsports. Another big weekend ahead and a big show ahead. We have William Byron, the latest winner on the Cup Series from that crazy race in Atlanta, will be joining us. And then you can't go road course race, racing without talking to the road course winner, yep. A.J. Allmendinger, our own A.J. Allmendinger, will join us. And you know you have a serious show when you have the professor, Nate Ryan, <laughs> joining Kyle Petty and myself. Yes. Nate, uh, for those that don't know, he's a man of many hats. He's everywhere. Mr. Imsa, Mr. IndyCar, Mr. NASCAR. So you were IndyCar assignment down in Texas this final week. We saw the last lap pass, a huge pass. New Garden over McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: Tell, tell us about
3: the weekend. Well, IndyCar
1: back in Texas. I mean, the finish was great, but it was almost overshadowed by what I called in to talk to you guys about on the show on Monday. But yeah. Just didn't have enough time to go too long on it. Jimmy Johnson yeah. finished sixth. Career best in IndyCar, uh, the final oval race before the Indy 500, May 29th on NBC. Jimmy Johnson's going to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway now with a, a serious chance of being a contender to win the Indy 500 in his first start, which is pretty cool.
3: Hey, good for him. I've never seen a guy that has just been in such a good mood, just, I don't want to say underperforming, but I think yeah. everyone expected more. He probably expected more. Road course racing has yeah. been an uphill battle in IndyCar, so it's great to see him get a little success on the IndyCar side. All right, it's been a few days. We talked about this a lot on Monday. <laughs> uh, Atlanta craziness, has it
5: settled in yet? No, still crazy. I talked to my dad last night. Here's, here's, so I'm, I, okay, well, oh, if we talk to the uh, king, yeah, I'll I want no, 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 to hear the king to say. No, I, talked to him I last should step th- out and bring yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, so I talked to him last night, and it, he's still talking about the race yeah. on, on Tuesday. Wow. And, and he's still trying to figure out what he saw. You know, he said it was, it was entertaining. He said, I really enjoyed watching the race. And he's not a big Talladega or yeah, Daytona fan. Right, he's, right, he's, right. he's not. He said, but I really enjoyed the race. It changed the racing. Was it the car? Was it the track? What was what? What was the major thing that changed it? Uh, but he said, now, after after he said all that, and after I listened to him and, yeah, and right. his point of view, he said, I don't want to add any more of these. Okay, no, no, As, as a car owner, and and we talked about that a little bit, yeah. as, as a yeah. car owner, yeah. I don't want to add any more of these. But he said, man, they took Atlanta and the Atlanta that he had grown up with, the Atlanta that it changed to, And now it's like a brand-new speedway on the circuit, or a brand-new racetrack on the circuit.
3: And it has its own identity, to your point. It's not Daytona, not Talladega. It's something different. I I don't need more either. But just because I don't need more doesn't mean I didn't like what I had. But listen, guys, we talk a lot. We want to hear from you, the fan. This is a fan call show. You see the number on the screen, 1-844-NASCAR-NBC, 627 2276, knew that right off the top of my head, the real numbers. That's really good, Pretty man. Pretty impressive. That's really good. So, you, you mentioned the car. You know what, we didn't get to touch on Monday because there was so much to talk about with Atlanta, and I want to get your take, Nate is is the car the equalizer when we're starting to see the Chastains, the mm. Reddicks, right. the Eric Jones, or is it just this young group of talent maturing? Because Austin Cedric wins the Daytona 500. I'm not going to discount that yeah. plate race moving yeah. away. We left there. And we have had a rash of what I would call unexpected contenders. Maybe not winners. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but contend- oh, Briscoe would be an unexpected winner. But contenders. Every week there's yeah. guys up
1: there. Is it the car? Is it experience? Why are we seeing it? I'll give you another angle on that, Stevie, that Kyle and I talked about on the podcast on Monday. And that's that I think the car is part of it. I think the fact that these this group of young guys like Chastain, uh, like Chase Briscoe, like Daniel Suarez, they're certainly maturing and coming their own. But I think the third element, and KP has talked about this, is the veterans don't know these guys as well. Like, you know, the Kevin Harvicks, Denny Hamlins, the the guys they've been racing against for a long time, they have a scouting report on Kyle Busch. You know, they have a a scouting report on Kyle Larson. But they don't know Chase Briscoe's tendencies or Suarez or Chastain's as well, Kyle. And now that they're running up against them up front, I think you've yes. said this. like You're seeing maybe some weaknesses from the veterans where they don't know how to race these guys. Yeah,
5: and, and this is the way I explained it to, to Nate, and, and I, I said it. David Pearson wouldn't run with you if you had a yellow bumper because oh. he didn't know where you were going to go when you got to the corner. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Or is this a guy that runs up next to the wall? Is this a, I don't know what kind of move. He and Richard Petty and Bobby Allison and all those guys had respect and understood the moves. Dale Earnhardt Sr., Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin—they understood the moves. They understand when you get racing, when you get used to racing at the sharp end of the stick, and it's Kyle Busch, and it's Kevin Harvick, and it's Denny Hamlin, and it's the same same suspects week yeah. in and week yeah. out. Now you throw a Corey LaJoy in there. What's Corey going to do? You know, you throw a, a Daniel Suarez, you throw a Ross Chastain, you throw a Eric Jones, who's been up there but has been absent for a while, and you throw him back up. So it, it's hard to figure out. I, can I make the same move right? on, on Steve Latart that I'm used to making on this guy here? And the answer is a lot of times, no. And, and you're having to relearn and your book's expanding.
3: So, and I'm guilty of this too, and I, I want to make it a bigger point this year of repeating this. We in motorsports, much like I think what happens in the NFL, is we love our slow motion too much. Right. We watch yeah. that receiver make this super catch. Right? We watch these drivers make this save or don't make a save, and we <laughs> slow it down yeah. and try to say, what do you do wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, they happen like that yeah. at 180 miles an hour. So to your point about racing other people, yeah. right, now it's way more fast forward to me than a race yeah. car oh, driver, yeah. but it can only slow down so much. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and, and I think you know, their comfort... They don't even know what they don't know about That's the new right. car. They That's don't right. even know what they haven't they, learned they, they yet. Don't know. So you put all that in there, and there's, there's, you know, your processor takes a little bit more time when you aren't confident about two or three other things. Listen,
5: it's, it's, and, and you're exactly right because here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm coming through three and four, and I'm coming up on a Ross Chastain. Right. I'm coming up on somebody. I'm Danny Hamlin. I don't know. And the guy slips a little bit, and if it's, you know, X, that I'm used to racing with. I know I can stuff it on in on the outside right. of it. He's going right. to catch it. He's good. And I know my car is going to be okay when I get it there. With this car and with that driver, I tap the brakes, dude. Right. I tap the brakes. I give it up a little bit. Then I get hit from the rear, and now there's a bigger power. You know (laughs) what I mean? And and that's part of it. And then you add
1: the variable that we talked about on the podcast again about Atlanta being completely new. And that the spotters are driving these cars. You're racing super speedway style speeds. You're racing Daytona Talladega type speeds conditions on a mile and a half. Yeah. Everything is a complete blur. And the spotters right. don't know a lot right. of these guys that they're racing. Yeah. So to your point, KP, if the spotters are helping these guys drive their cars yeah. and they're trying to figure out like what these other guys that they're, they're not used to racing against are yeah, doing. Yeah, they're learning at the same it time. It adds another yeah. layer to
3: it. It's crazy. Well, you, listen, so you guys mentioned new tracks, new cars. We're going to mention that to William Byron, get his opinion next segment. Don't miss William Byron last week's winner. We'll call in. I want to ask him about Atlanta. And I think I'm going to ask him that question about the car. Car, what is it? Yeah. But you mentioned new tracks, a track that I think is still a new track. We're going to get a (laughs) second first date with Coda, Circuit of the Americas in Austin. The reason I say that is because the weather kind of washed us out of everything. I was so excited to see it. And, you know, it was fine. It was a race, but it was chaos. I want dry conditions I want to see the yeah. track, where the passing zones are. You know, last year was kind of survival. Yeah. I want to see real racing, a- aggressive racing, and I think we're
1: going to get that when I look at the weather conditions. Yeah, I mean, I like our chances for not having that kind of yeah. weather. Two years in a row in Texas, of all places, a little bit earlier in the calendar, too. Last year it was in May. Uh, and, you know, I also like the fact that you mentioned it being new, Stevie. I mean, they've repaved a section of this track yeah. that was a little bit a big section. Yeah, a little bit bumpy. Uh, they've smoothed it out. That should add a lot of grip, um, p- potentially make it a little bit easier for guys to get around people in traffic, maybe increase the passing numbers yeah. a little bit, Kyle. So, yeah, but to me, uh, this still feels like year one for Circo yeah. of the Americas because we got a-, a taste of it, what it would be like in the Xfinity race, but the Cup yeah. race, we never really got a clear indication
3: well, of we, how we this is going to race. I mean, we right. don't question the venue. It's great. I yeah. think yeah. it's just the track. I'm ready to see the racing. Yeah, yeah
5: but, but here's what, this is why I am, okay, and I, I, I will say this. Because look at this, yeah. okay? Coda is supposedly, if you listen to the drivers that have run there, the Formula One drivers, all the, all the sports, everybody that's from there, is a technical track. Mm-hmm. There's nothing technical about this <laughs> right here, okay? This is just sloppy. And, and that's all you can say. Oh. You're doing the best you can to keep this thing, and you can't see. As we see Cole Custer and those guys run over each other. You couldn't see in these conditions. So where are your marks? These guys are going back to the racetrack and having to race a technical racetrack, and they have laps on it. But to your point, Steve, it's brand new. It's, it's going to be brand new, and it's going to be brand new for the fans to watch on TV.
3: And every type of track, the car has performed differently. I give it great grades everywhere. I think it. you mentioned it on Monday. When I step back and look at this car from a global view, it is screaming road course car yep. to me. Symmetrical yep. brakes, sequential shifters. So. But it's time to go to the phone lines. Enough of us. Let's get the fans involved. Chase, you're on NASCAR American Motor Mouse.
6: Whatever, What's up? All
3: right. Go ahead, Chase.
6: What's your question? Our question is, how do you think these new cars will work at Circuit of the Americas? And to be honest, I think Chase Elliott will win by lapping the field.
3: All right. Chase is a Chase Chase, chase is thinking Chase. Wait, chase, chase is I, a I don't Chase know. fan.
5: Chase is, chase is asleep right now because he's talking in his sleep and dreaming at the same time to think somebody's going to lap the field at... at, at, at Coda, but you just said it. You you talked hey, when you looked at this car, and we saw this car come out for the first time. Yeah. The first thing I thought was, IMSA car, supercars. Yeah, it, it was a it's a it's a road race car. It's a street course car. It opens up other venues for for NASCAR to be able to go to. So, I've enjoyed it on the ovals because I think hey, it's, it's just great. it's totally changed the racing this year. It's been great, but this is where I hope. And I envisioned, when I saw this car the first time, that it would shine.
1: And I think Chase Elliott probably yeah. shares your opinion, Kyle. I mean, yes, this is very much a car that was sort of built off of, like, a GT platform. You know, Steve's point, sequential shifter, and has the advanced turning braking Chase is in that video, by the way. And yeah, <laughs> There he is. And uh, what's interesting about Chase Elliott, I think, yes, he's run up front a little bit this year, but I heard Alan Gustafson say on XM NASCAR radio last week that he feels like that this car hasn't really suited Chase's style maybe as well as they would have yeah. liked. And so, if and not that he's having a bad season no. at all. Obviously, Hendrick is still you know, two-time consecutive championship winners. Every, everything yeah. looks good on that front. But now for Chase Elliott to go to a road course that uh, he won at last year, I mean, Chase is probably right. Chase yeah. is probably the pick. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, Hold on, though. My counter
3: is going to be this. And I want to ask AJ Allmendinger, our second guest later in the show, about this. Is this good for Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., A.J. Allmendinger, or is this the opposite? Mm. Because if the sequential shifting is more straightforward, I'm not going to use the word easy because I don't think anything they're going to do is easy, more straightforward, and the braking is more straightforward, Mm -hmm. does that allow what are already the best stock car racers in the world driving these cars week in and week out? So the so the ones that perhaps had to remember you talk about distraction. The the guy that had to take a little extra time and be like, okay, downshifts, clutch, just like you know, is it down just automatic where he can then be that much more focused on his. They can all drive, right? Like so, does AJ Allmendinger lose his advantage? Because in my opinion, when I watch the greats, they beat everyone getting into the corners. Yeah. And this car gets into the corner for everyone better. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I did, don't know. It's a rhetorical question because yeah, I don't I think there's an answer. You but a good
1: point, Steve. I did hear an interesting discussion last year when they did the next gen test at the Roval. And people were saying that it essentially eliminates wheel hop. Yeah, like and everybody that that, just. That might take away the advantage right. of like a Chase Elliott or a yeah. Dinger who, yeah. that's their edge is they know how to keep the car on the edge of out of control without having that happen the way, I, you know, lesser drivers. So Marcus but, but,
3: Ambrose drove our car when I worked for Jeff Gordon at Watkins Glen oh. and he at a tire test and he was like a half a second faster than Jeff and every bit of it was in the braking yep, zone. Yeah, in the braking zone. All Jeff Gordon wanted so, to see was his data,
5: right? So, so, mean, here's the, so here's the question. If, if you're AJ, and this is a question we ask AJ, if you're AJ and you can go to marker one with the old card, do you go to this 500 feet with this card? Because you're that much more comfortable. You know what I mean? You, you, take, your, you take your game to another mm-hmm. level. Um, But I I think it closes the gap. Yeah. I do think it closes the gap. I think I'd
3: like like to see Coda. So uh, just like I didn't really have an understanding of the racetrack because of the rain, the layout itself, it's over three miles. There's corners everywhere. Um, And when we talk about braking zones, when I just look at the track map itself, there is some heavy braking into some tight corners that I think these, to your point, if you go all the way to the 500 marker, what happens when I'm still next to you? Yeah, that's exactly right. right. Let's take a look. So it's over three miles. Um, We kind of got shorter last year in the rain to get an idea. But it's down in Austin, a little bit south of Dallas-Fort Worth. And you see start-finish line, a reasonable straightaway. You got this sweeping section up through 5-6. The spotters lose them a little bit, 8-9. Heavy breaking into 11. But then look at this, long straightaway, 11-12. to 12, Huge breaking into 12. Uh, I love that kind of, I'll call it a carousel area. 16-17-18. Back around, great passing zone again in 20. And then down that long front straightaway into turn one, Restarts into turn one, and then every lap into turn one, you're going to have to defend. When I watch this track, runoff kind of everywhere. So I think it
1: encourages
3: you to come on down into the corner. That's going to be fine (laughs) when we get there. It's forgiving, right? It 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 allows for
1: some margin of error. So, uh,
5: Nate, where's the repave? Where's, uh, where's the replay? I believe
1: it starts turn two and mm-hmm. goes all the way pretty much to the entrance of turn 11, Eleven. so pretty much like three so,
5: so So in 11, you're gonna be on new pavement breaking hard, but you're gonna be on old pavement well, when you have to accelerate. Out. Yeah, which seems a little dicey. Welcome to the ice show. <laughs> 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 yeah, welcome to the ice show. Because you can drive it on down in there and carry that speed on down in, but if you can't use it coming off, you know, and that that is that balance of road racing, is being able to get into the corner but still maintain that center corner speed, the apex speed, and maintain that speed. Listen, when, when Tommy Kendall, when I a thousand years ago when I broke my leg and Tommy Kendall drove my car, I was blown away <laughs> right. at how fast he was. And I was like, I was just in that car. Yeah. There's no way that car can go yeah. faster than that. And, and he would just constantly, yeah. constantly, constantly. But he had that knack of driving it to the last second, braking, off the brake, rolling free, and accelerating slow and I couldn't I was stock car drivers drive until you see God then you let off <laughs> and then you go again and that's kind of the way it was and you want
3: one more head-scratcher a little bit bigger fuel cells a yeah. little bit different fuel economy how much fuel can you save with an extra gear in the transmission I mean my mm. head the numbers in my head would be going Ooh, see
1: the wheels oh I'm right.
3: telling oh, you, you. Been, yeah. you've been up for two weeks I mean listen I had I've been ready <laughs> I've been texting you've been away asking. for two weeks man all right Anthony you're the next caller on motor mouse
6: Oh, hey guys! How's it going?
3: Wonderful. How are you, sir,
1: Anthony?
6: Well, I'm doing really good myself. So uh, I wanted to tell you guys who my favorite road racer is in NASCAR, and this one's a no-brainer. Uh, it's Jeff Gordon, and obviously it's due to the fact that he's the all-time leader in road course wins at nine, the only one to ever win on a road course six times in a row. And I'm 98% sure it didn't bother Kyle Petty and a few others who had to deal with it for almost three years when it did happen. Maybe not. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, he always ran great at Sonoma. Waka's Glenn, he was good there with four wins. But then he really struggled there the last 15 times he was there. Uh, yeah. Only managed two top tens, and none, none of them were better than Knights. But regardless, though, he is and will always be the most successful road racer, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a good rest of your day.
3: Thank you, That's, Anthony. One of our social questions, good, what yeah. driver do you want to watch? Look, I was a big Jeff Gordon fan. I was on his team for most of those wins. Um, he was good at it. There was no doubt about yeah. it. I'll, I'll add Tony Stewart from my era. Uh, some great battles between Gordon and Stewart at the road courses. KP, how about you? When you think back to road course guys you love to watch? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
5: I know you were in yeah. some of these races. Of but So, listen, yeah, listen, you can't deny Tony and, and, and Jeff and these guys. Um, but I can't listen. I, I'm just I wasn't uh, going to say you were a
3: different area, yeah, but I'm going to yeah. say you're listen, a different i There's a lot of
5: different areas. I saw uh, Dan Gurney run Riverside okay. and win a race there, like in '67, '68, mm-hmm. right along in there. So I was fortunate to see those guys race. Um, but at the same time, Tim Richmond's my man, hands down. Um, we just didn't get a chance to see him for a long right. period of time. But he was magic on a road course and what, what he could do with a car and the way he handled it. You know, I think people look at Kyle Busch now and say, whew, if, they looked at, if they had seen Tim Richmond, it's like that's a, that's a totally different level. Kyle Busch is as close to anything as Tim Richmond as we have. But Rusty was good. Mark Martin was good. Terry Labonte uh, was good. Those guys were just sleepers. I know you got one. You got a good one over there?
1: Uh, yeah, well, obviously, Gordon and Stewart
5: are yeah. Yeah. just yep. like your list. And,
1: you know, I, I never got to see Tim Richmond, yeah. sadly. I yeah. would have loved to have seen Dan Gurney. Oh, yeah, I'm telling uh, you. You know, talk about a guy who was just aces at Riverside, won five out of seven cup races, uh, I believe with the Wood Brothers, right? Formula One, yeah. yeah.
5: 121. That, oh. That's what amazed me. He, his, the car number was 121 when, it, when I saw him. And I'm like, you can't have three numbers on a stock car. <laughs> you can't have three numbers on a stock car, man. All it, right. it was bad to the bone, man. Well, after the break, we're going to get the
3: next guy, the winner's opinion. William Byron will join us. We'll ask him about the car, Atlanta, Koda. Maybe we'll have a fan calling. There he is, The man.
0: Down to the line, white flag is out, William Byron continues to hold on. Half off 20 is going to push the wall, It's got to be ready to block.
3: William Byron has got him handled down the backstretch. Cover the
2: bottom, cover the bottom, cover the bottom, 20, 20, cover the top, cover the bottom, cover the bottom, cover the bottom. William Byron will hang on and win at Atlanta Motor Speedway in dramatic fashion. Hell yeah, boy! awesome!
5: Awesome, driving, great spot, great team. Lots of changes, stayed up late last night. Love you guys. Well, there you have it in his own words. Awesome, awesome, there <laughs> <man. laughs> it is, man. Uh, pretty cool, man. It, here we are, it's Wednesday. This race was unlike anything we had ever seen. It wasn't Talladega, it wasn't Daytona, it wasn't what Atlanta always was. Uh, have you come down from this win yet? And if not, kind of take us back and explain to us, walk us through this race. Cause this race was fascinating to watch.
6: Yeah. Yes. And no, I think we've, uh, in some ways moved on to Coda and just trying to, you know, get our preparation focused on, you know, being good there too. So, um, you know, but yeah, thinking back to Atlanta, you know, overnight, it just is crazy to think about all the runs and, and, uh, all the things that we had to do there in the final few laps. And, really started early in that race with the, the run to the competition, caution, uh, managing, you know, managing your lead and figuring out, okay, how do we either, how do we get to second in the final few laps so we can get the slingshot run that they were talking about, or how do you manage the lead and not get too much of a gap? So, uh, spotter Brandon did a great job there in the the final few laps, kind of telling me the gap and just had to start, you know, playing games to try to not get too far out front.
3: So, William, we we continue to talk a lot about this race being so new and such a different feel. but I want to go back to the car. We keep kicking around. We see some different names up there, Chastain, Reddick, different teams. And I think we're all wondering, from a guy who found success both in the current car and the car a year ago, in your own words, like, how much different is this car really to drive? Like, how much are you learning? How much is new? And how much is just race car driver instinct?
6: Yeah, I feel like, you know, I was thinking about that after Sunday's race. I feel like I'm getting more and more confident and comfortable in this race car and not thinking about the what-ifs and what what what's going to happen if I get loose or what's going to happen if I, you know, make this move. So I think that, you know, you've got to have confidence in your race car to win, um, you know, and I think that we're all getting there. I would say that the biggest differences are probably on the setup side. You know, we're, the way you have to run the car uh, pitch-wise and, Um, you know, the things the engineers are doing to make it go fast. I feel like we're still, we're still kind of guessing a little bit, uh, when we hit on it, it's really fast. And when we, when we're off a little bit, it's, it's slow. So it's just figuring out those things, but, um, yeah, new contenders, you know, it's exciting. Uh, it seems like, you know, the race car rewards aggression for the most part. So, um, I think that's because everyone's still learning.
1: Hey William, as you know, we got a call-in show here on Ask America Motor Mouth, so we're gonna to go to the phone lines, and Shelby has a question for you. Go ahead, Shelby, for William Byron.
6: So, hi, William.
1: Hey. <laughs> um,
6: how did your win from Sunday is going to impact your preparation for this, this week's race at Coda? Yeah, good question. I, you know, I think that we learned a lot from last year. You know, we had the one win early in the season and, and it takes pressure off uh, for sure. But at the same time, you got to rack those playoff points up to to get to the final four. So I feel like we learned our lesson there of, you know, we, we were a really consistent team last year, but we, we kind of, you know, didn't, didn't get those wins in critical moments. So I feel like we're a little more aggressive team this year. And, um, you know, we're going to COTA trying to, you know, a just make laps in practice. That's goal number one. But um, as we get throughout the weekend, we're gonna try to figure out what's gonna make us uh, the best, you know, in the best position to win.
5: All right, William, um, you're carrying a little momentum in Dakota, but we're got a little momentum here from a caller, our regular caller, Marvin Blue. You're you're up with William Byron. How you doing, Slick Willie B?
6: Good. <laughs> <laughs> hey first of all man congratulations on your victory at the atlanta motor speedway you drove the wheels off that 24 car but we're heading (laughs) to one of my favorite but we're heading to one of my favorite road courses circuit the Americas. and i'm a huge video game player what video game have you been playing to get you mentally and physically prepared for this race this sunday well we've got we've got a really sophisticated video game sophisticated video game in the chevrolet uh, simulator but uh doing a little bit of that doing a little bit of eye racing um y'all you know, those things but going to the go-kart track tomorrow with Max and try to try to get some laps there um you know it's been a while since we've been on a road course i you know i've it's been a long time so i feel like it's going to be a little bit of adjustment period to uh you know figure out these heavy stock cars again on a road course but um like you guys were talking before i came on i feel like it's you know it's all about braking and and drive off and if you can do those two things well you're you're in pretty good shape.
1: So, William uh, Marvin just called you uh, Slick Willie B. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Kyle Petty calls you Lord Byron. Which <laughs> nickname do you like better? What? Well, I, I like whatever
6: Kyle's calling me because he's he's got he's a big fan. It seems like so. Uh, no, I I am good for any nickname and uh, you know whatever whatever they're saying. Hopefully, it's in victory lane. You know, it's the best place to be.
5: Hey, I want—I want to ask a quick question. You, you said you're headed to the go kart track with Max Pappas. Uh, Max, obviously, I, I think Max enjoys your wins more than anybody in the world, man. He is just so more than William, up. I think. Yeah, more than William, <laughs> I, I swear. But, but explain to explain to to us and the viewers how the go kart track and how how Max prepares you to go to a road course.
6: Yeah, I think um, you know we we practice a lot with just. Um, you know, adapting to different road course techniques and, uh, you know, the, the go-kart track is really a good tool because it's, it's right down the road from where I live. And, and it's, you know, it's a lot easier to go run that cart all the time than it is to go find a a race car to run it. And the way testing is we're pretty limited on, on what we can do there as well. So I feel like the go-kart track is a good chance to, you know, get an idea of braking techniques and, um, just get kind of the rust knocked off on a road course
3: breaking techniques that's where I felt short my only technique was to stomp on the pedal and <laughs> hope to slow down enough. We have another caller question. Brooklyn you're on with William Byron.
6: Hey William I wanted to say first of all congrats on your win at Atlanta. Awesome to see you. Appreciate Rudy Google that whole number 24 Liberty University team gets to victory lane. Uh, as a huge HMS fan myself. I must say that that was quite a race. Um, so we're going to Coda obviously hopefully better conditions than last year. So my yeah. question to you is, and this this might be a no-brainer since your teammate is teammates are road course aces themselves, what is your biggest competition on a road course? It's a great question. Um, you know, it's probably myself. I think, you know, I, I feel like I just work every year to try to get a little bit better. Uh, you know, road courses are, you know, unique because you can't really just follow someone and, and figure it out. You've really got to have a good idea of what, what your car is doing. You know feeling the car feeling the, the brakes and um we've had good success there on in qualifying um i've had quite a few polls on road courses so it's just about you know getting our strategy right to be in position for the you know for the race win versus the stage win and um you know like we were in position to, to win the why i felt like that was our one of our best races yet so on a road course so we just gotta take that momentum obviously a new car but if we can kind of you know build on what we were doing there i feel like we'll be in good shape
1: yeah, you've certainly shown uh, the ability to win on multiple types of tracks, William. And I think Aaron on the line also wants to ask you about more racetracks. Aaron, you're on with William Byron. Awesome. Thanks for taking my call. Uh,
5: sorry, I grew up a huge Gordon and the Tart fan. Uh, so I was a Chase fan for a little bit, but I stuck with the 24. So I'm super happy that I did. Congratulations. And um, I was just wondering, what track do you have circled for the rest of the year that you and Rudy are looking most forward to?
6: You know, I, I mean, I think we'd like to we'd like to have a little bit better Richmond results. So I feel like um, that's a track that's really important to us. It's not in the playoffs anymore, but I've been doing quite a bit of short track racing just to to continue to kind of work on my feel at those places and give a little bit better feedback. So um, you know, I feel like that's probably the place we want to. You know, one of my goals going into this year was for us to win on a short track. So that's one of our goals, and I feel like Richmond's a great place to work on those things.
3: William, that kind of took me – we have Coda coming up. We, we've seen a huge variety of racetracks. Short track's really the only thing we've lacked so far. But then we have back-to-back, Richmond, Martinsville. Um, shake your crystal ball. We, we saw what it's raced at mile and a mile-and-a-half, two miles. I think we all have an understanding from the road course test at Charlotte what we should expect to see at Coda. But I really have no idea when I go to Richmond or, or Martinsville, it seems like with independent rear suspension – you know, when I look at the new gearing of this car – and you you guys that are so good with the throttle in a place like Richmond, spend the tires to start finish line. What do you think the biggest learning curve will be at a short track? You think it's throttle application, braking, combination of the two?
6: Yeah, I do. I think uh the mid corner like the mid corner ability of the car is a lot it seems a lot higher so far. So I mean I think I think that Richmond's gonna be tricky because you're you might be going faster than you have at Richmond in the past, but at the same time the tires fall off it seems like. Uh, Quite a bit more than the old old tire did so I think it's going to be same old short track stuff But but like you said you're gonna have to figure out how much that independent rear suspension gives you more You know drive off the corners and and whether that you know Is easier to take care of the rear tires or separates the guys a little bit more so I'm I'm really intrigued how Richmond goes, but then Martinsville, you know, we saw the clash was a You know a pretty good track for this car. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes.
1: But, William, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you the tough question. So, your teammate, Chase Elliott, just announced a contract extension a few weeks ago. You're still in yeah. a contract year. Uh, how are things progressing on that front? And do you have a little extra motivation? The more you win, maybe the more the price is going to go up here for Rick Hendrick to keep you?
6: <laughs>
1: well, I think,
6: um, you know, I no, it's just all about, you know, performing this year. And I feel like I, I feel in a really good place with all those things. You know, Mr. H has given me a, a ton of confidence to go out there and do what I need to do. and I feel very comfortable where I I am and and with the team I have. So not worried about it and, um, you know, just focused on what our race team can do this year because I feel I see a lot of potential in the guys we have.
3: Hey, Rick likes winners. You keep winning, and Kyle and I will come represent you at the table. I think that would
5: be a good (laughs) good seat to be in right here. (laughs) Representing the winner is always easier. Listen, man, (laughs) thank you for joining us today, man. Thanks, Wayne. And and I can tell you – just know when you're out there riding around Coda, I'm going to be jumping up and down on my couch with a 24 shirt on uh, pulling <laughs> yes, for you, sir. okay? I, I'm, I'm going to outdo Max. I'm going to outdo Max. So thank you for being a part of this today, man. We appreciate it.
6: Yeah, thank you all. And hopefully it's, a, hopefully it's another awesome race this weekend. It's, this year has been, uh, been a lot of fun from the seat. So we'll see how it goes.
5: Congrats, man. Thanks, Congrats, man. man. Thank you very much. That was pretty interesting. I, honestly, I mean, he, he gave some answers where, where you look at who's your biggest competition. Myself. Yeah. You know and and that's a great answer. That's a great answer from a young driver. Because I'm going to coda. I got to get my stuff straight before I can race Steve Letarte, before I can yeah. race. Well, well especially race you. when
1: he's got two uh, Cup Series champions yeah. and Road Course aces as, yeah. t- as his teammates, and right. he's saying I'm still looking at myself yeah. as the guy I've got to be. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I loved his candid answer. He didn't really answer your question, yeah. but <laughs> he had that that not inappropriate, but that n- smile going, kind of like, well, winning's better than losing. Yes. Yeah. So it's a good good time to be yeah. winning.
5: So it's good for uh, him. All right, now, what well, so while Williams working with his calculator right now, we want you guys to call in because that's what this <laughs> show's all about. Call us, ask us questions, we'll give you crazy answers.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Welcome back to NASCAR American Motor Mouths. Great visit there with William Byron, Hendrick driver, 1 Atlanta. And we're going to go back to the phones, talk to Hunter, who I think also has a question about Hendrick Motorsports. Hunter, welcome to NASCAR American Motor Mouths. Uh, thank
6: you guys for having me on the show, first of all. Um, I want to talk about Coda this weekend. How good of a chance do we have to have all four Hendrick drivers locked into the playoffs after just the sixth week of the season? And is the is this new car somewhat of a disadvantage for Chase Elliott because there's more there's going to be more contenders up towards the front for the win? So I'll take
3: the that's second beautiful. half, which is we want to ask AJ yeah. Allmendinger because I do think you have a point. I want AJ's yeah. opinion on this car, whether someone like Chase who has found success, this hurts him because he obviously had some sort of an advantage either in his skill, setup, or combination. Uh, as far as can we see a winner? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's the same whether we're going Richmond, Martinsville, COTA. I'm not sure where at this yeah. point yeah. they shouldn't be expected yeah. to win yeah. um, or at
5: least contend for wins. You still yeah. have
3: to, you know, finish them off. But, yeah, Chase Elliott could make it all four guys in. Yeah. I, I,
5: I, will, I will say that, that would be incredibly impressive. Yeah, to Could. have to have one organization already in the playoffs, and, and that four that would, cars in
1: race six, for, race for, six, to race have all four six. Guys that that
5: in. to me that that goes back to when Roush put what five in in the playoffs right. one year, when when there were only ten, right? right. Yep. And and I mean that was an impressive feat, even though it was all year long. You know, to to do it that was an impressive feat. This that would be, God, you think about that. I know, man.
1: and it kind of just you know we've been talking about the Hendrick Motorsports yeah. narrative now for more than a year. I mean they've won the last two championships with Chase and Kyle Larson and.
3: So there's been no drop. So let's flip it one
1: more. We keep talking about Chase. I think we all expect him to probably
3: end up. I don't know why he wouldn't be in the playoffs. What happens if we get someone else we don't expect? Like so, so let's flip it the other way, right? So then I
1: think Denny Hamlin and so so that's my point. The seats are filling up,
3: right? So now I would say Cedric and Briscoe are probably the two that I would have put up there. Mm -hmm. But like, what if it's a Chastain? Right. What if it's a fluky fuel mileage thing and we get someone we can't even dream up yet? Like we have no idea. Like, what if you get another? What is surprise? Yeah. Nobody
5: should be a surprise, but a surprise winner. But it's back to the more surprise winners or the more winners, then if you're, the points mean nothing. You 16 I mean? Yeah. seats, that's it? Yeah, 16 seats, that's it. That, so the mm-hmm. points mean nothing. So it doesn't, so you've got to put it all on the line every, every week. That, that's, that's, that's tough, dude. I mean, listen. Golly,
4: man.
3: Eric Jones won at the Daytona Road Course. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're telling me that you would be sh-
1: just completely shocked. If Eric Jones wanted a run course. Right. No. Or, I mean, I you mean, know. Looking at this leaderboard, like, what I'm worried about here is if I'm Kevin Harvick in 15th, or the guy we can't even see on here, I mean, Denny Hamlin, I believe, is 26th points. Yeah. Uh, and, the 20 and the 11 are both outside the top 25, I believe. Joe Gibbs Racing has one yeah. top five so far this year. So, yeah, to Steve's point, if we get another surprise yeah. winner, Kyle, I mean, it really but, could but things.
5: But think about that. The juxtaposition of Joe Gibbs Racing and Hendrick Motorsports. Right. One top five from the Joe Gibbs organization and this team getting ready potentially to put all four players, guys in the playoffs six races into the season. That's a huge gap. To feel at some point in time in this year. I don't know if we should
3: be sh- surprised though. We saw Hendrick have very good success the first year in the new, in the COT back in the 2000s. You know, there seems like they're transitioning. Yeah. They attack these transitions. Yeah. Um, new drivers, new people, that new, they still attack these transitions in the sport.
1: Yeah, it's, it's cyclical as always. We, we always talk about that in NASCAR. Uh, back to the phone lines to Shelby. Shelby, welcome to NASCAR American Motor Month.
3: Oh,
1: hello, Shelby. Is Shelby still there? Shelby,
5: Shelby, are you there? Are you there?
1: Yeah, so um, Shelby was going to answer our social question today, which was who's your favorite road course driver, and Shelby's was. So I will say, when we talk about
3: road course drivers, I will say road course races. Um, We were fortunate enough to call this race. Watching Chase Elliott hold off Martin Trex Jr. at Watkins Glen for that uh, enormous amount of time—I'm yeah. not going pretend to pretend—but nope. it wasn't one lap; it was yeah, a chunk yeah. of laps. laps. Impressive. First it, win ever. First yeah. win ever. Yeah. Um, I think that was that was that moment that we're like, you know, I don't think he's going to win one of these road courses. Yeah. Like it, it was. Yeah. It's very easy to make a mistake when there are that many corners, that many breaking yeah. zones, and he—I mean, I mean—it was right here, and we were in the booth for this, and it was. Um, it was it was really just breathtaking, lap after lap. Yeah. Right there, I thought he had given it away. He lost turn one, um, and I mean, look where Truex is. You know, now he ended. It doesn't look good because he ended up running out of the gas. But I'm gonna tell you, when they climb those S's, and he looks in his mirror, there's a big Truex behind him, yeah. you. Yeah, know, like he's right there.
1: And there was a big mistake, I think, on the second to last lap, yeah. where Truex yep. closed up significantly. But. Uh, I know we're headed to Coda. I know we're talking road courses, but let's flip this around because you had some interesting thoughts on the podcast about our earlier guest, William Byron, and Chase Elliott, that maybe Chase needs to win it some places outside of road courses. Yeah, right? I,
5: think, I, I think Chase has to, to, to define himself as more than a road course racer. We've pigeonholed him, mm-hmm. okay, in a lot of ways. The fans have pigeonholed him. NASCAR pigeonholed him. When, they do the ro- when NASCAR does their NASCAR commercial, Chase's comment is, they are going to be road courses, Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. So we've all pigeonholed him, uh, just as you do an actor. You can only be a cowboy, and you can only be a detective. You can only win on road courses, and you can only win on ovals. So he's got to break out of that at some point in time. He, he, we know he can win on ovals. Yeah. Yeah, everybody knows he can win on ovals. Uh, and they've run competitive, but he doesn't, if you, if you lay him side by side, he is more of a road course racer right now in a lot of people's minds because that's what it shows. But I think to be that Jeff Gordon jimmy johnson that type of driver that hendrick is used to having that type of leader in their clubhouse uh he's going to have to he's got to step it up on the ovals
3: not to mention i you know his talent's never going to be in question his equipment no, no, his crew chief never. that's not the question but i will say um when i operated within a four car organization you judge yourself against the field but you also judge yourself against the teammates because they had everything yeah. you had Say, people, technology, information. When I say people, I mean the men and women at the shop building the cars, right? You have everything they have available. When you get beat by someone else's team, maybe they have something you don't have. But when (laughs) it's in-house, you know. So I believe Allen and Chase are super tight. There's no no issues there. No. But that doesn't change the fact that if your teammates are winning and you expect to be a winner internally. This is totally internal. Forget what everybody else thinks. Yep. Your frustration can go up, mind it. Yes. When, when oh, yeah. I was Jeff Gordon's yeah. crew chief and Jimmy worse. Johnson continued to kick us in the nose. Nothing worse. I was like, yeah. I know what they have. Yeah. I have the setup right here, yeah, and yeah. and and I know my guy can drive, and he knows I could call. Like, yeah. there's no finger point. I don't want to pretend yeah. it's that, but it is frustrate. It was frustrating for me. Uh, now, you know, yeah. unfortunately, we up against. Listen, oh, I don't know,
5: five in a row, Jimmy Johnson. And, 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 but, and, that, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way, from a driver's perspective. Okay. As a driver, I go to the racetrack and Jeff Gordon beats me. I go home and lay down and go to sleep because I think, he's got something I ain't got. Right, right. He's got something. Yeah. Okay, I go to the racetrack and my teammate beats me, and I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning staring at the ceiling, Mm -hmm. wanting to know how that guy beat me. How did that guy beat me with the same stuff? And that's that driver mentality. You can take it from other people because there's that weird gene you have that you can justify – how things happen in your mind. But when you know what everybody has, yeah. to Steve's point, no. And I it's, can justify it's a different for Chase
3: Elliott. Game. One block goes different in California, Chase Elliott could be victorious. Yes, exactly. So, like, exactly. I mean, it it's all true. comes down to these moments.
1: Yeah. But we do know Chase Elliott is a great road course racer. I'm sure he's got a good chance this weekend in Austin. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll talk to another great, uh, great road course racer, A.J. Allmendinger, joining us here on NASCAR America Motor Mounds. There he is.
4: <laughs> this summer, click into cordless power This
3: week in Motorsports, we still have a little bit more content for you. And I'm going to tell you, you are not going to want to miss the Dale Jr. download. Jeff Bodine, Thursday, 6 p.m. on Peacock. I've heard a couple of audio clips talking about that horrific accident he was in at Daytona. Um, uh, You want to hear that conversation. Then we have Monster Jam on Saturday on CNBC and then Monster Energy Supercross, both on USA and also available on Peacock. All right, well, we've talked a lot about road course racing, a lot about the new car, so we might as well bring in the guy that's one in everything, Cup cars, (laughs) Xfinity cars, Indy cars, you name it. Dinger, you're double-dutying down at Coda. Uh, First of all, congrats. I know you're going to be great down there, but uh, give us your insight. What's your opinion on how this car is going to race versus the old car we were so used to at these road courses?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it, it comes down to the braking's going to be a lot later. That was the first thing that stood out to me when I tested the Roval, is these brakes are so big, like down the back straightaway, I was almost two to 300 feet deeper, well, on, on, at least on the brake markers, getting into the back straightaway chicane at the Roval. So the lap times are going to be a lot faster. Uh, the cars are nimble. I also think the cars are a lot more physical to drive. That was also the other thing that stood out was, uh, even after five or six laps, you're like, wow, like I'm hustling this thing. It's physical to drive. The steering's more heavy. Uh, so with the heat that we might see on Sunday, drivers are going to really have to hydrate and be ready to go. But I honestly think it's going to put on a fantastic race. These new next-gen cars are going to be so much fun to drive on the road courses.
5: Listen, AJ, I got a, I got a thousand questions for you, but I'm going to – and just like I know they're having confirmation hearings right now. Uh, in D.C. I'm going to yield my time to Nass Carl, uh, one of our callers. Uh, and Nass always calls in. I'm sure he's going to have a great question. Nass Carl, you're up. All right. Hey, A.J. Um, obviously, you have went from a cop car, drove, I call it the bush. series, always a car. But what is the big difference now? That, and even though you haven't had a lot of time in this next-gen car, explain some of the differences between this car and the an next Xfinity car compared to other cup cars.
2: Yeah, Carl, I mean, it comes down to that with this new next-gen car, whether it's the independent rear suspension or the low-profile tires or just how low that they sit, especially when it comes to the bump stops, everything is very rigid and everything is quick to happen. I think that's why we've seen so many wrecks, especially at a place like Fontana in Vegas. When the track's bumpy, you know, in a, in the Xfinity car or the old Cup cars, like you could feel the car start to slide, and you could kind of drive into it and, and you would catch it. Well, if we've seen with these new cars, they're so rigid and they're s- the, like, the steering is so quick. Like the, the amount of wheel that you put into the new car is very minute compared to a cup car, old cup car to the Xfinity car. So everything happens very quick. In a way, it's almost like trying to run a an Indy car around the oval is, you know, your steering inputs a lot less and when it happens, it happens a lot quicker. So. I think that's why we've seen uh, more incidents, especially at bumper year racetracks when cars get side by side or when you try to make a move, uh, everything's quick to happen. So these Xfinity cars and the old cup cars, you can put a lot more yaws, as I call it, or slide into the car, and you can still catch it. With these new cars, man, it happens quick, and if it steps out and you don't get your hands in time, you, just, you know we see some big accidents, and, and that's what these new cars kind of relay to the driver.
1: Hey, AJ, going back to what you were saying about the first thing you noticed with the new Next Gen on the road courses was how much later you could break. I know during the NextGen test at the Roval last year, there was a lot of talk about how it essentially is just going to eliminate wheel hopping. And one of the discussions that we've had today on the show is, does that diminish the edge of guys like Chase Elliott or yourself, guys who can run on that ragged edge of out of control without having you know to worry about wheel hop as much as other guys? Now that no one's worried about that, will, will that diminish the edge that... You know, road course aces like yourself will have
2: no i don't think so in a way it actually might help promote uh, you know let's put it this way the cup series everybody's so good so but because you're going to be so late on the brakes what that allows for is is the people that are, are good on the brakes or feel comfortable with their race car they can really push the edge more than you know the xfinity car or the old cup cars to where you all of us still had to brake at a certain spot because the, the limitation of wheel hopping uh, and really how the car slowed down, uh, it, it was I mean, it was a you had a long ways to do it. You know, I mean, on the back straightway at the Roval, they had to put an eight marker in. I mean, we come out of the bankings, the tires got old and you would have to start hitting the brakes and you'd have all that time, even if it started wheel hopping to catch it and try to save it. So with these cars now, you're going to brake so late, especially at like Coda, where you come out of turn 11, go all the way down that back straightaway with a ton of speed. You're going to be super late on the brakes. If it steps out, there's not a lot of time to save it, and it's pretty easy to make a mistake. So it actually may help the, the guys that are really good being late on the brakes. Uh, but, you know, just like every racetrack we go to, we won't know
5: until we get in the race car and feel it out. Well, I guess it's just the luck of the center seat. Once again, I yield my time to Chandler. Chandler, you're home with A.J. Allmendinger.
6: Thank you, Kyle. And by the way, to answer your guys' question, to be honest with you, my favorite road course racer, it has to be the guy who I'm about to talk to, A.J. Allmendinger. I know Chase Elliott is, I guess you could say, a king, but I say A.J. Allmendinger is the greatest out of all of them. So anyways, A.J., so honestly, you know, Circuit of the Americas is coming up, and even though this is a new car, you know, when you look back on you know your past road course wins in the Cubs Series, like Indianapolis and Watkins Glen, will you rewatch some of those moments, or even take notes of it, and possibly like prepare yourself for what you're about
2: to come this weekend, and possibly win this weekend at Coda? TOTA? Well, I appreciate that comment. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, I don't know if I'll rewatch these these moments to help me for this weekend. But hey, you know, if I'm, I'm a little down during the day, I might rewatch it just to make myself feel better about, you know, about how I can go drive a, a race car. So that's, uh, those are memories that will, that will always last. I mean, especially they're kissing the bricks. I mean, that's been my dream come true for my whole life is to try to win at Indy. So uh, to be able to do that is always special. Um, but does it relate to anything that we're doing this weekend? Not really, it, it comes down to trying to have confidence in myself. Going out there and executing and really coming down and and seeing how our race car is in in the short amount of practice that we get and where we qualify. Then you start dictating, okay, can we go win this race? Do we have to use strategy to to go win this race? Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like if we're close, I'm capable of going out there and making it happen.
1: AJ, I've got another one for you, but I'm going to yield my time to the (laughs) senator from Cross, North
5: Carolina. (laughs) Yes. All right, finally. So here, listen, I don't have a question. I have an invitation. I want you to come back on Monday um, and explain to us the difference between the Xfinity car and the style of racing or the style of driving you had to do in that car compared to the style of driving that you have to do in the new car. Because you're going to have to go back and forth from one garage to the other. You're the only guy that I know of that can come on here and explain it and, and articulate it the way you're talking about breaking and all that stuff. And I think it would just be interesting to understand and to have the fans understand that. So I'm putting you on the spot. Can you come back Monday? C- could we do Tuesday? Because I think I'm in the sim
2: on Monday, getting ready for Richmond. Oh, see? <laughs> do it from the sim, man. Do it from the sim. You call in from the oh sim. Oh, my God,
5: call me from the sim. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They, I, they pay, I think they pay a lot of time for that sim i don't know if they want me taking 15 or 20 minutes out of the time
5: to go out there and just call you guys i'll, I'll have my people call your people i'll have my people right, call your people good. okay we'll set it up i
2: so that mean that good means kyle's there. people are calling my wife is basically what is what is happening
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks man thanks <laughs> I, I, I guess my last question for you, AJ, is I mean, you finished second in the Xfinity race last year. You finished top five in the cup race fifth. What do you, what do you feel like your chances are of a sweep at Circuit of the Americas? <laughs> oh, I mean,
2: believe me, I, Nate, I would love to go out there and sweep, sweep the weekend. You know, I think the Xfinity side of it, last year at COTA was a, a key race for us because we finished second. It was a great race, but Kyle Busch absolutely whooped our, our butts through the whole race. So at College Racing, we went and did a lot of homework. And I really felt like that took our our road course program to the next level, knowing that Kyle beat us so bad. And it helped at the rest of the season. So I'm looking forward to going back to Coda to uh, to kind of keep working on what we learned from the last time we were there. And hopefully it relates and we show up and, and have a lot of speed. And then the Cup side of it, man, it's... Who knows what's going to happen? I'm just pumped to go drive the race car, see what it's like. Hopefully the weather, it, cross our fingers, it does look really good. We get a big crowd out there, and heck, if we got a shot to go win that race, we're going to do everything it, you know that we can and, and whatever it takes to go out there and have a shot to go win another cup race. All right. Well, good luck at it, man.
3: Thanks luck, luck, man. for calling in. Good luck, luck down Thank in Texas.
1: You. Thanks, man. Talk to you,
3: guys. For, Talk to you, Monday. Hey, yeah, so here <laughs> <from the table. laughs> I will say this. If he sweeps the weekend – There'll be no Sim Time on Monday. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly that's sim right. Sim Time <laughs> yeah. will <a> <laughs> yeah. uh, All
5: right, real quick. Who, who's going to do it? Coda, let me see it. Man, I, I'm telling you what. Look, I'm going to throw some Mike. I'm going to throw Briscoe. I'm going to throw Briscoe Briscoe, I'm going to throw something of the totally in on you. Okay. Uh, something different. All right, NCAA
1: tournament time. I'm going to go straight chalk, and I'll take Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott? You're going to go straight down the middle yeah. with
3: Chase Elliott? Right. Um, I'm going to go... I think it's Truex. I think he's under the radar. Toyota's been kind of off the grid. Truex, Toyota in victory lane. Hey, listen, it's been a great week on Motor Mouse. You got Coda this weekend. We got practice, qualifying race, and more Motor Mouse next week. Tune in tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Dale Jr. Download with Jeff Bodine.
4: This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower and keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more
5: done.